welcome to The Last Track, where we help people showcase the last track of their life story in their final wishes. I am your host, Brian Norris, the co-owner of Bateman Funeral Home in Newport, Oregon. Just like a song can bring you back to a day, a time, and a memory, so too can a well-planned service. And the quote of the day, we must be conscious of this. One day, the life we have will be gone. And that was by the author of Pearls of Wisdom, Great Mind. Today, we're going to be answering some common questions about cremation and burial. And so we're going to start with burial. And the, the, one of the first questions that we get is, do I have to be embalmed if I want to be buried? And I would even stretch that just to, do I have to be embalmed? Because some people think, you know, when we pick up somebody that we're going to embalm them uh, to hold them even before if they are going to be cremated. And, and, and quite frankly, the, the short answer is no. You do not have to be embalmed. And that question does kind of uh, come to us because of the fact that for years, most funeral homes didn't have a refrigerator. And that's actually, in today's world, is kind of shocking. But... In reality, in fact, I even go to some uh, some funeral homes that are really out in the country somewhere, and they have maybe space for one or two people. And so the question kind of comes to us because of the fact that for years and years and years, all the way up through the 90s and into the early 2000s, most people were embalmed immediately when they were picked up and brought back to the funeral home because they didn't have big refrigeration units like we have today. So, no, you do not have to be embalmed. And here in the state of Oregon, it's flat, no, you do not have to be embalmed. And in the United States, no, you do not have to be embalmed if you don't want to have that happen. So, if you're going to be buried or if you're going to be cremated, the first option is, no, I want to be uh, in refrigeration and I want a more natural burial, or I want a more natural cremation. And that's what you can let the funeral homes know when you're talking to them is, no, I do not want to be embalmed, and I do want to be buried. And then you can start having some conversations about natural burial, that kind of stuff. Another question that we get about burial, and this is burial at sea, is do you have to be a veteran in order to be buried at sea? So the short answer to that, again, is no. Anybody can be buried at sea, and the funeral home does need to coordinate that in order to be buried at sea so that you get out to the right distance depending on where you're at. Here on the Oregon coast, you know, and the minimum is you have to be a minimum of three nautical miles, but on the Oregon coast, you even have to be further because of the depth. We have a, we have a really shallow shelf that extends miles out into the ocean, depending on the time of year. Now, you do have to be a veteran, and specifically a Coast Guard or a Naval veteran, if you're going to have a Naval or Coast Guard burial at sea. And yes, they will. you can talk to them about other branches of service as well, but if you are a Naval or a Coast Guard veteran, just know that that is an option that can be done and that can be coordinated for you 
with the Navy and the Coast Guard. Another question that does come uh, about is, um, where can I be buried? And if I am going to be buried, does it have to be in the ground? And so a lot of times people go, well, what are you talking about? Well, you can be buried in a mausoleum above ground, and that's in a crypt. Most people talk about it as being a crypt. Uh, so yes, you can be buried above ground in a crypt. Um, but the other question of where can I be buried, and that's a pretty broad question. If you're a veteran and you've had a, an honorable discharge or at least a general discharge, you can be eligible to be buried in a national cemetery. So that's one option for veterans. If you're a spouse or a dependent child of a veteran, they can go in that national cemetery as well. Other places would be pioneer cemeteries. And these are some of the lesser known ones. There's actually some family plots that if you are an extended member of a, of a certain family that maybe something was a cemetery was started for that family back in the 1800s, you can certainly apply to be buried in a family plot. If you lived in a really small community, they have some community cemeteries that you could be possibly buried at. And some of these are very low cost. You know, we have some a couple of really small community cemeteries in our central Oregon coast area that, you know, 50 bucks. And that's unheard of, $50 at this day and age to be buried in a plot. But there are some other places. If you go to any memorial garden and that, and when you, when you hear the word memorial garden or memorial anything, that's when you start thinking about these beautiful lush green rolling hills of green flat area with flat markers and that kind of stuff. Those are ran commercially, usually by a corporation. And there's going to be some requirements and some cost associated with those. And then you can choose which garden area best reflects your personality or, or your pocketbook type of a thing. But you can also, if you own your own farm or your own ground, you can apply for, and you might want to start doing it ahead of time prior to the person actually passing, because sometimes it can take a number of weeks or even a number of months to get the permission, but you can be buried on your own property, especially if you own. Now, if you have a mortgage, you're going to need to talk to your mortgage holder. And when you do sell your property, you must disclose that there is somebody buried on your property. And so that's some of the rules that go along with, where can I be buried? Now, can I pay for everything to a funeral home or maybe to a cemetery ahead of time so that you can get it all coordinated? Each funeral home operates a little bit differently and each cemetery operates a little bit differently. We here in the central Oregon coast, Lincoln County, uh, we're the really kind of the only funeral home that's in the area. We have three different units in our area, and we work directly with all of the pioneer cemeteries and all of the family-run cemeteries and all of the association-run cemeteries and our own cemetery that we own and operate, and we work with them very closely but there are things that need to be done with certain cemeteries directly. And so if you're going to go pick out a plot at a cemetery, 
in what like in yahats type of a thing you would work directly with that cemetery with that cemeterian you would walk around pick out what you want pay them directly all of their costs and then we coordinate with them to have a person come in and dig and place them in, in that plot sometimes as you're doing a burial and you're looking at costs that are associated with burial Sometimes the family overlooks a few things, and so I'm just going to briefly, really quick, talk about some of the different items or basic things that go with a burial. You have the cost for the plot, so there's the ground that you're purchasing. Then what a lot of people forget about is, separate from that cost, in most cemeteries, there's going to be a cost for an opening and closing of that plot. And then there's going to be a cost associated within the burial. We're talking about a full-body burial here. You're going to have either a shroud, if it's going to be a green burial, or there's going to be a wicker basket type of a thing. Or if you're a little bit more traditional burial, where there's going to be a casket, most cemeteries require, unless you're in their green burial section, an outer burial to go around that casket to protect the casket and to keep the ground from sinking in. And so there's that outer burial container. And then there's a final thing that people also forget about. Now you need to mark that plot. And so there's going to be a marker, whether it be a flat marker or an upright memorial type of a thing. So there's still that cost as well that gets associated. So... We've talked a little bit about burial. We've talked about whether bombings required and veterans and family plots and cemetery plots and associations and that kind of stuff. Now let's just briefly touch on cremation. And one of the first questions that come up is, after we pick somebody up, when we call the family to schedule an arrangement so we can talk with them a little bit about you know, getting vital statistics and stuff, <laughs> sometimes the first question is, has Bob already been cremated? No, <laughs> we don't just pick somebody up and do a cremation. Unless there's been a full pre-arrangement in advance and everything's paid for and everything's signed, generally, no, when we're calling the family back, they have not been cremated. And part of that reason is, is there needs to be some permits, there needs to be some doctors that have to be notified to make sure we're going to get signatures and all that kind of stuff. But one of the first questions that we also get is, you know, Jack wants to be cremated, but can we come in and see him first? And absolutely. You know, we can do a visitation with an unembalmed person prior to a cremation. In fact, we can actually, even if they need to, and some families do do this, if they want to do a witness cremation, and that's when we actually place the body into the crematory, at, at, in the retort, that's the official word, is the retort in the crematory, and some families actually push the button. So that's probably less than 5%, but that can be done. And so, yes, you can have a, visita a visitation prior to a cremation. And the other question is, is, you know, we want to have a funeral. We want to have a full service. Can we have the body present? You know, can we have our loved one there prior to, you know, him being cremated or she being cremated? And again, the answer is yes. Now, Depending on the funeral home, depending on what they can do for you, we do everything from what's called a rental casket, where we put 
your loved one into a rental casket and there's an insert in that casket that actually can be removed and be cremated with the person and we put in a new insert so it's not like a used you know type of a casket where the person's just you know been sitting in this casket and hundreds of people have been in the exact same you know the liners and all that kind of stuff those liners get removed and another one gets placed in there but yes you can have your loved one present we even did a service here just recently where we placed the person on a what we call a, a table a viewing table and we had a sheet underneath the person and a pillow and we had the person on there and they were dressed and fully you know combed hair combed and everything this particular individual was already was embalmed because we were waiting a few weeks before the actual service but they don't need to be embalmed if there might be some reasons that they need to if there's some certain maybe contagious diseases that they died from but otherwise you can we placed a quilt over the person and it looked like you were walking into a hospital room uh, with somebody laying on a bed and that's what we did so the answer to the question is can i have a visitation can i have a viewing can i have a a funeral service prior to being cremated and have the body be present absolutely now, after the cremation, uh, there's lots of different options. Now, if you're going to be scattering the person, you know, we have scattering urns for you to use. If you're going to be scattering and you don't need, a, you know, maybe you already have a location and you're just going to take the cremated remains and put them all in one location, maybe you don't even need an urn. Maybe you could just use a cardboard box or a black plastic container you know, and we we generally recommend if it's going to be longer than a month, a very inexpensive black plastic container can be used to store and protect that crema- cremated remains. But we also have people that want to have four or five little scattering tubes because nieces and nephews or children or grandchildren are all going to be participating. And we have these little scattering tubes that they can use that they can shake it out on the beach or wherever they're going to be doing that. There's also... If you're going to be and if they're going to be buried in a in an urn, you know there you double check with the cemetery's requirements. Some of them allow um, you know a cardboard box. Some of them and and probably a larger majority nowadays need to have something that's either like brass or marbleine or marble or granite or a burial urn. So that that way they can probe in the future to be able to know exactly where that urn is. If you have a cardboard box, you know, within days, it's going to be hard to find if you have to probe it and try to find it. But there's lots of different options for for urns. We have wooden ones. We have wooden. We have ones that were made here in the local community in the state of Oregon with some beautiful cedar or pine or myrtle wood that type of thing. And they can be actually used as a, you know, if a, if you're, maybe your father was a mil- in the military and he has some medals, well, you can use that box, if you're, especially if you're going to scatter. You can do the scattering and then that beautiful cedar box or whatever is used as a memento chest. And you can put the watches and rings and medals and that kind of stuff into that box. Lots of different, lots of different options. Now, there's also, and if you've seen it lately... Uh, you can have some of the ashes turned into a diamond or into different types of stone, or you could have them turned into glass. Here on the Oregon coast, 
there's companies that do it nationally. And then if you look locally, here on the Oregon coast, there's multiple different places up and down the coast where they do glass blowing. And you can actually schedule an appointment and they'll have you come in, take some of that ashes and turn it into a glass memorial. So those are some pretty neat options to be done uh, afterwards. Now, finally, ever it, it all you know it all seems to always have to come back to dollars and cents, doesn't it? It has to make sense. And you know, if you have limited funds, or if you're on a budget, or you know, maybe you have all the money in the world and it doesn't really matter. The question does get back to how much does all this cost? So burials are more expensive by nature than a cremation. And I generally tell families, and I'm not trying to sway them one way or the other, because some people have religious preferences or personal beliefs, or maybe maybe they were a fireman and they don't want to be burned. They don't want to be cremated. And you might even hear somebody say that. I don't want to be burned. Well, that is that is a very personal choice. And it's their right to express what they want. But when we get back to costs, if you're wondering what the cost is, burial is more expensive than cremation. And I generally tell families that the most expensive urn that you can possibly find is going to be less expensive than the least expensive casket. And there's less costs associated with cremation. So, dollar-wise... Every part of the United States is a little bit different, but here on the Oregon coast, in my county, our costs for a cremation, that's an immediate direct cremation, no frills, no visitation, and back in a cardboard box or a black plastic container, is going to run right around $1,300. And that will include a death certificate, and it will include the state filing fee and a black plastic urn. There's other costs. I mean, there's a, if you buy packages, that kind of stuff, with a viewing and with a service, then it's going to run a little bit more cost. If you're doing an immediate burial, no frills, pine box, and a burial, uh, no viewing, nothing else. And we just go and do we take the person to the cemetery on our time schedule, what works for us, it's going to run somewhere right around $1,600. For that, and a death certificate and a filing fee, give or take. Those are just kind of ballpark figures, okay? Caskets definitely cost a little bit more than just a plywood knocked together container. But again, it's it's up to people's choices and decisions and what they find of value. That's kind of some price ranges. If you're having a funeral service and all of that kind of stuff with a cremation, it's going to cost right around $2,500 to $3,000. And if you're going to have a, a nice casket or a mid-level casket, you know, like my mom used to say, we buy Chevys, we don't buy Toyotas, and we don't buy Rolls Royces or Lincolns. You know, we buy the Chevy or the Ford. So if you're doing something like that, it's, it's going to run right around $5,000. In different parts of the country, it could cost as much as ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000. So check shop around, look for pricing, and that's pretty much it as far as what we wanted to talk about today. So hopefully we answered some of your questions about burial and cremation. 
Every time we do one of these podcasts, we always have a time of remembrance. And so at this time, we'd like to take a moment to remember all the families that are experiencing a loss, to light a virtual candle in their memory, and think about them. So please pause with me for just one moment. This has been The Last Track. I'm Brian Norris, and you'll find more about Bateman Funeral Home at our website at batemanpacificview.com, or you can visit us on Facebook. If you have some feedback or a question about today's episode, give us a call, 541-265-2751. We'd love to hear from you. Or you can email us at info at batemanpacificview.com. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you listen to the other two podcasts in this trilogy, Considerations for Cremation versus Burial. That's kind of what we talked about a little bit today, but it gets into some more of those different considerations of maybe why you'd want a cremation versus burial or burial versus cremation and green cremation and burial options. Those are all interesting conversations. Coming up, what to do right after death. Thank you very much.